You're now listening to the AZs and Root Bruce podcast, brought to you by Blessed to Death. Yo, what up, everybody? You listen to the AZs and Root Roots podcast. Yeah, yeah. This is your boy Raynell Jamal, and you know who it is. You got my brother in the building. Who's with me? This is your boy Jay Davis. You can find me on Instagram, uh, Twitter um, at J A Davis I I or Roman numeral two. You can also find me at www.jdavis.co. Hope all is well with you guys as we're um, just uh, fighting through and battling through this uh, this this time of quarantine. Yes, sir. And this is your boy Raynell Jamal. Hit me up on all my socials, FB, Twitter, and IG, at R-A-Y-N-E-L-L. Yeah, yeah. M-A-L. And go ahead and hit us up on the uh, podcast, Twitter, and IG. That's A-Z-S-R-O-O-T-B-R-E-W-S-P-O-D-A-Z-R-O-O-S-P-O-D-A-Z-R-O-O-S-P-O-D-A-Z-R-O-O-S-P-O-D-A-Z-R-O-O-S
I realized that you know I'm I'm still very fortunate. Yeah. Um. So and God has definitely been showing up in my life. You know what I mean? So I feel that, man, bro. All praises due to the to the true and living King. To the you know true and living. As we celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Yes. Some of y'all might call it Easter. We call it Resurrection Sunday. Yes, sir. You know what I'm saying? But we celebrate the King. You know what I'm saying? Because he is alive. Yes, he is. He is. <laughs> so. Yes, he is. Uh, yeah. So it's been cool, man. It's been cool. Yeah, man. Dope. Yeah, dope, man. Dope. Dope. Yeah. So, no, uh, been, what's up? Were you going to say? Go ahead. No, I was going to say, yeah, man. It's just been a. Uh, I feel you on that balance thing, man, with job. You know what I mean? Like, I think one of the. The positives is that I'm able to leave my my work area, my work area. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Um, I think just I don't know how I don't know if the listeners are struggling. If any of the listeners are struggling with this, it's just uh, now just making sure you stay on schedule though. Because mm-hmm. I find myself wanting to go to bed much later because I'm home mm-hmm. and I need to wake up and then I need to right. you know I, I need to wake up at a particular time each day so that I can you know feel accomplished you know so I can do my thing so. Most definitely learning that, man. Most definitely learning that, man. But it's been, uh, it's been a busy week or a busy couple of weeks in the social media realm, man. So why don't mm-hmm. you share, brother, what you've been? I know you've been diving into like there's been like I, I haven't really dove into them, maybe just because of my lack of patience um, in areas and just some of the business. But there's been a ton of battles that have been taking place, man. Like what yeah. happened? I know that there was like Timbo versus Swizz. Mm-hmm. Um uh yes the other day was Rizza versus DJ Premier. Mm-hmm. Um, Salute to the legends. Salute to the legends. Little John versus T Pain. Salute to the legends. Um who else has there been? Uh there was uh French Montana versus Tory Lanez. We won't talk okay. about that. There's nothing to talk about there. Um, <laughs> um another one was DeJounte Austin versus Neo. Yes. That was crazy. Um, they had the Hit Boy versus Boy Wonder. That, that was, was probably crazy. one of like the like that was like the Floyd Mayweather Manny Pacquiao fight. Yeah, that like, was crazy. That was, was crazy. Yeah. Um, I love them, man. I love what they're doing. Um, next week, and we definitely gonna have to tap in again. Um, it's gonna be Babyface versus Babyface and L.A. Reed versus Teddy Riley, which is oh my god, that's gonna be. Crazy. That's nice. Um, I love it. For those who don't know, you know, Timberland and Swiss started this company called Versus, and basically what it is, they just put, it, they um, they create these battles of either artist versus artist, uh, songwriter versus songwriter, or producer versus producer, and it's basically twenty hits back to back. So one, it's twenty hits. One person plays a hit, the other person plays a hit. That's a round, and then at the end, you know, the people decide who won. Um, there's no prize or nothing. It's just about just for fun and have a respect during this time. Um, it's been really dope. It's been really educational. I'm saying if you're like a music fan, oh, one that was slept on was the pop one, which is Ryan Tedder versus Billy Blanco. Mm. That was amazing because I didn't know they wrote literally and I kid you not, literally between those two dudes, they wrote every huge pop record within the last 15 years. Like Ryan Tedder wrote Halo for Beyonce. Crazy. Billy Blanco did Diamonds for Rihanna. And he wrote uh, he wrote a couple of hits for Kesha. He wrote 
a hit. Oh, he did something on uh, what's that one song by Justin Timberlake? Not just Timberlake, Justin Bieber on purpose. Um, I know my mom don't like you. Uh, uh. He did that one. He also did I Kissed a Girl I Don't um uh Katie Perry. Perry. He did a joint. Billy Blanco did a joint with um mm, old boy from England with the guitar. Talk about Esherin. Esherin, a big one. And then Ryan Tedder, you know, he come from One Republic. So Rome Republic oh. guy, they got hits. Him Rome Republic by itself got hits. Him as a solo artist got hits. And then the stuff he's done for people was just nuts. And I was just looking like, oh my god, like that was the educational thing right there. Um, I saw I just I saw tweet commentary on that one, and it looked like I was like, this is this people is slept on a battle they were talking about. To be honest, yeah, people slept on that one. It was only like ten people, ten thousand people in there, but the other battles got like two hundred, hundred and fifty k in there, like crazy. Yeah. But um, it's been dope, man. Like I said, it's twenty hits back to back. The people choose. Um, the Ryan, I mean the the uh, Neo versus um, Jonte Austin was amazing. Yeah, like that was a Jonte. I knew Jonte Austin was a serious writer, but it was stuff he wrote that I didn't even know he wrote. I didn't. I didn't know he wrote "Sweet Lady" by Tyrese. I didn't know he wrote "Missing You" before Aaliyah. I didn't know he wrote "Come Over" by Aaliyah. Um, he wrote another crazy song by Aaliyah. I didn't know. I didn't know he wrote that joint for uh, Mary J. Didn't he write Sweet Lady at like the age of 17? He wrote Sweet Lady at the age of 17. And he was saying, he did another interview after the battle. He was saying that he had got a, he got signed as an artist. It didn't work out. And one of the first writing gigs he got after the his artist situation kind of fizzled off was to write a song for Tyrese and it happened to be Sweet Lady. But he was like 17 years old, which is crazy. Um, I was like, what? Like, oh. he wrote, it was a big album. I was a, I was heavy on when I was growing up, uh, when I was in high school, it was by this group called Ideal. Um, mm, I remember Ideal. Yeah, he wrote with the hit, the, well, the first single off that, um, I think you need to leave me alone. You know what I mean? That's song, bro, he wrote, he wrote Be a Man about it for Tony Braxton. Like, I didn't know that. I was sitting there like, yo, get out. But I, I knew he wrote Out of My System, you know what I'm saying, for Bow Wow. Yeah. Um, he got joints, bro. But yeah. the Little John versus T-Pain was nuts. That yeah. was crazy. But, you know, last night, all of hip-hop heads unite. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? All of us got together. We had a meeting. Yeah. We all met up at the RZA versus... Uh, DJ Premier battle, and I'm talking about all of my favorite MCs of all time was in the chat. Yeah, Nas, Fonte. I mean, all the super underground stuff. Lupe, Joe Buttons, Royce the Five Nine. It was just like who's yeah. who of MCs. Everybody in the music business was in that. Method Man was in there, like. It was crazy. And the stuff they were playing, I was just like... Yeah. Like, I just forgot. Like, I forgot that DJ Premier produced that album for Christina Aguilera. Yes. One of her big singles, dude, where it's not like she has a big band, that's actually a sample that DJ Premier produced for her. 
I was just like, what? Um, who else? Like, I forgot. I didn't even know Reza did a song for Biggie. And that mug is dumb, dumb. Off of Ready to Die. I didn't know that was a Reza beat. So when he played it, I was just like, oh my gosh. Like, I just felt like, I think that was like, a, to me, that was a moment where it was like a celebration, bro. Got you, man. You know what I'm saying? Like, they had so much respect for each other. They were helping each other out with the sound, but they were still very competitive. Um, bro, when they went to the, they went to the Brooklyn, it was like, yeah, I got some, it was like, you know, he said, uh, you got a big, I got a big too. And then he played, DJ Premier played Kick in the Door. He played the Ten Cry Commandments. Like, dog, it was, it was just. So let me ask you, let me ask you this question, Ooh. man. Just from. It made me want to write, bro. I'm telling you. That's good. That's good. It made me. That's good. Um, let me ask you this question, man. Um, being somewhat somebody that I respect their ear and their approach to music and writing and who I should listen to and who I shouldn't listen to and et cetera, what would you say out of all, because, you know, there was also the Scott Storage versus Manny Fresh battle that uh, <laughs> um, that was that got ugly quick. Yeah, yeah. Oh, um, yeah. from that space, right? Um, mm-hmm. What do you just in general? What do you think creates a good victory for? What do you think creates a good victory for um, a ba- somebody to win a battle of that caliber? Because you're talking I, about everybody in their mind, right, thinks, hey, I'm the best at what I do. Right. I have the supreme sound. Right. And then we're all individuals listening to these battles, and we're like, yo, um, we're listening to these battles, and we have our flavors, and we have our tastes, and we have our things of what's quality and what's not. But right. from, your, from your perspective, what do you think would be – what is the ultimate? You know, that's interesting. I think to me, for me personally, yeah, I like to see range. Um, and I think those who I would say won their particular battles, I think the only battle I, I watched that I didn't really like yesterday, I think I couldn't judge it. After a while, I got lost and I was just like, I'm just gonna enjoy this because this is just too much. Like it was just too much. But I think range, though. I think like like with the with the John Tay Austin versus Neo. Neo played a lot of his hits, right? Which are classics. That's just take nothing away. But the range of a John Tay Austin. I mean, you wrote "Be a Man About It" from Tony Braxton all the way to "Nobody Like You" for Bow Wow. Then you hitting us with the "Shake It Off," Mariah Carey. Forget about us, Mariah Carey. Like the range is just amazing. That's like the versatility in that. The same thing for Scott Storch. I think that's a, what you said was perfect with the Scott Storch and Manny Fresh because Manny Fresh is a legend, without a doubt. He gave Cash Money their a sound. sound, a sound that solidified yeah. New Orleans rap. I mean, right at the tail end of the No Limit era. You know what I mean? He gave them something that is still very relevant sound wise to this day. But he was very regional. So unless you were very, unless you were really into that type of music, 
it's a lot of stuff that he played that you could have totally missed if you weren't into that music. You know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that's what he fell into when he battled Scott Storch because Scott Storch has a lot of universal hits, like the stuff he did for Beyonce. And and it's another thing. A lot of people were compl- were saying that, well, Scott Storch plays stuff that he co-produced on. So he produced on it. Like, I think people don't realize when they say stuff like that, what producing mean, like you could be producing with somebody, but you don't know who presented the idea of the beat. You know what I'm saying? Like, cause he played, um, he played a couple of joints he did with Dr. Dre. Right. Mm -hmm. And people was like, Oh, that's Dr. Dre production. But if you know how Dr. Dre produces, then you will know it's different. He has a team of producers. Yeah, they present ideas. Dr. Dre would take them and then put his twist on them, and they could either be the same skeleton and he just add different layers to it to give it his signature feel to it. You know what I mean? And that's same, yeah. So, but that's still their idea. All Dre did was just put his signature touch on it to make it, and then his name automatically goes on top of it because he touched it and it's going to be blown up. But you don't know who presented the skeleton or the idea for it, right? You know what I mean? So it's like you can't even really say that he didn't produce it because you don't know who presented the idea of the actual song. Right. Um, and the, But Scott Storch has a bunch of crazy hits he produced by himself. Like, like so, Lean Back? Huh? He did Lean Back, right? Lean Back. He did uh, Me, Myself, and I, Beyonce, uh, Naughty Girl, Beyonce. These are smashers. Like Me, Myself, and I is still... Bruh. Exactly. He did um, Baby Boy or something like that for Beyonce with her and Sean Paul. Like, he got hits, hits. You know what I'm saying? But I think versatility. And I think the same thing, like, with last night, like, with uh, RZA and uh, DJ Premier. RZA was little... He, he was... He had variety. But I think Primo had a little bit more range because he worked with a lot of more artists. Yeah. At least for what they present. Because, you know, they've been in the business for dang near 30-some years. So at least what they were able to present to us. Um, but I think range for me, now each it's different for each person what they look for. I think range for me is what will win. But more than anything, I think people should really tune into these as just a hip hop hip hop or music lesson. Yeah. Like to know like like one the one the one thing I liked about the Ryan Tedder, they were telling stories um about how they wrote the songs and stuff. Mm. And Ryan Tedder said something at the end. He was like, you know, to anybody, he was like, I know we got to go. He was like, but to anybody who wants to see, be a songwriter, write every day, whether it's a good song or a bad song, as long as you write a song each and every day, you're getting closer to your dream. Mm. And I was just like, man, like it was just. It was inspiring. It was it's super. It's a master class, bro. Yeah. Like the stories DJ Premier and RZA was telling yesterday. Like DJ Premier was saying how he did a beat battle with Reza in the late, you know, in the late 80s, early 90s. And he said he will never forget that Reza was like, man, um, I'm going to create this crew named the Wu-Tang Clan. And I'm telling you, we're going to take over. And he said he was like, the only song, Premier was like, yeah, he said the only song he let me hear was the song he did with Jizza. And he said, yeah, man. That, he, and then Reza was like, yeah, man, that was the second song I ever produced. He said, and Premier was like, yeah, he said, I remember like three or four years later, I'm in a club somewhere and they're playing a song. He said, I'm in a club with Onyx 
chilling with Sticky Fingers and Fredro Starr, he said they played a song and everybody in the club is going crazy. He said, and then Onyx is singing a song and I'm looking at them like, yo, what are y'all singing? And he was like, uh, he was, he was like, he was like, what is, uh, what is that? And he was like, bro, that's Wu-Tang. He said he thought to himself, he was like, dang, this dude actually did what he said he was going to do. That's crazy. You know what I mean? So it's like, you want to hear those stories. You know what I mean? Like, it's just education. That's crazy. That's crazy. So, uh, let's, let's, uh, move on. There's been another, like, so we talked about social media right now, right? Like, there's been another craze that's been taking place. And we kind of, I'm not sure if we touched on this last week, but social media challenges. How are you feeling about these? Hey, bro, I'm getting tired of them, bro. I ain't gonna lie. Some of them traps, bro. I can't get into these traps. You can't gotta watch my eye gate. I gotta watch my gate. Bruh. I never knew, hey, bro. people are too creative, bro. I never people knew people come up with so many doggone challenges, bro. Sir. Bruh. Like, really? I mean, the don't rush one is cool for a little bit, but then they start going different directions. And I said, I don't know if I can go. I can't follow you. I can't follow you over here. You know what I'm saying? That mug is hilarious, though. It's hilarious. What you thinking? It can get like, so the first week, those challenges were fun. Like, I think I got challenged on like so many things. Got challenged on what, what was my favorite scripture. Right. I got the, the push-up challenge. Right, right. Favorite worship song challenge, but it just got a little overwhelming for me, man, where I was just kind of like, man, I was just kind of like, yo, I don't know how much I want to do this anymore. You know what I mean? Right, like, right. I, right. I, 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 did a, I did a joke. I did a, a don't rush joke. You know what I mean? Because like, hey, like, why not? You know what I mean? But right. I'm trying to, I got to stay focused in not engaging all these challenges because- right. Yeah, bro. Yeah, people were sending me stuff, and I'm like, nah, this, I'm, this is what I'm not gonna do. This is what I'm not gonna do during the quarantine. <laughs> like, man, bro, like it's, it's been like, I think it's crazy. Like, and I think it, I think you're right. I think the beauty, I think the beauty of of this man is like, yes, people are being creative, like in this in this space. You know what I mean? Like, really, 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 really creative. Right. I think. um I think the, the the truth is, man, and I think if this quarant- if one of the things that this quarantine is showing us on a real on a real level is is people want connection, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. community, bro. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like human connection is very is really like important to people you know very much so um i've made this i've made this comment to like uh like friends you know what i mean like via more zoom meetings and uh, like office meetings and one of the things that i've I've stated and i I really i really hold truth to this fact is um is like even the most introvert person longs for some type of connection you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Most extrovert person um, longs for this connection. I was telling you in pregame, um, telling you in pregame, man, like, I really, uh, my heart um, really goes out to like single, sing- like very single people. Like, right, right. Super single. You know what I mean? Like not even in a relationship, whether that be by by choice or by, um, 
by default. You know what I mean? Um, I, my heart goes out to them, especially like if they're if they don't have any you know any family around. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're not really connected, you know what I mean, to anybody. Like my heart really, my my heart really goes out to them, um, because you know, for me, man, like with my with my situation, like, and I think the reason why my heart goes out to them because I find myself in this bracket at times, not all the time. Um, you know, thank God for you know for um, for church community for sure, and some things that have been able to help bridge some of those gaps. But you know, like being home. You know, you really have to have a. I really believe you have to have a game plan intact. You know what I mean? Right. Um, right. Because if you don't, you know, you most definitely, like you said, like in the loo and the the joy of it, like the challenges are fun, but you can also find yourself in some traps if you're not. We talked about that in pregame, like if you're not careful, you know. Right. So, right. Um. Yeah, man. Like, uh, it's just been like I think you know this quarantine, like with these challenges. Um. One one thing I do think I, I think it does. It it has uh, beautifully um, has beautifully um, ce- celebrated people that I don't think that would probably get the attention that they maybe deserve. You know, you know, or right, you right. Know? Um, I think that it most definitely op- um, opens up the opportunity for um, it opens up the opportunity for um, for just connection. I think that's the beautiful thing. Is I think the I think this, the I think we just have to be a little careful, though. You know what I mean mm-hmm. with these challenges and like some of the, like the peer pressure. You know what I mean that comes with, um, that comes with these challenges. You know what I mean, and just making sure. I thought it was funny uh, for me. I think the funniest thing was after the "Don't Rush" challenge. I seen a lot of churches doing the, um, the resurrection um, Sunday uh, "Don't Rush" challenges. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. I said, I said okay. Right. Bless you. I think, um, but what you're saying is very true. Um, and that is a concern. I think, uh, I've been seeing people talk about mostly during this quarantine season is, um, is, um, people keeping their mental health in check Mm -hmm. because it's so easy to what they say, uh, idle mind is the devil's playground. Mm hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it, I think during this time, like, because I find, my, I'm be honest, I find myself sometimes at home bored out of my mind. Like, yeah. just, you know, like, literally nothing to do. And like, oh, my gosh, like, bro, like, I've never been this bored before. Yeah. Like, like, literally just sitting here doing nothing. Yeah. And then you can know your your time could be, you could waste your time that way. Yeah. And for those people who might struggle with mental challenges or who might struggle with depression or whatever, like clinically, or just going, or, you know, like some, like we don't know if somebody was having a rough time already in life and then this happens and now they're kind of forced to, to sit there and stew and whatever they were dealing with, with no type of outlet. Yeah. That could be dangerous, you know what I mean? So Yeah, it's really interesting too, man, because it's like um like I've done I've read books like uh on like uh on like a introversion and like extroversion and you know, I've tried mm-hmm. to do, do some I won't say deep research, but I've done some some mild research on that type of stuff and like the love languages and like personality types and personality traits. Right. And I have a couple of friends, um, it's been really interesting that like they're extroverts by nature. 
So mm-hmm. just love, like, can go, go, go. They just love being around people. Like, all, like, just all the time. Just love being around people all the time. Um, and I have friends that are, um, I have friends that are, um, that their number one love language um, is, like, physical touch and quality time. So, like, you could be introvert, but your love language might be quality time. Like, your top two love languages might be quality time and a physical touch right and i just know i know without a shadow of a doubt you know even in conversations and conversations with them they're just struggling right like just like really like struggling and like you know we've the beautiful thing is we've been able to laugh about it and joke mm-hmm. around about it like mm-hmm. how are you holding up and they're just like yo like they'll like crack a joke like i'm struggling Mm-hmm. Because those are things that fill that really do fill up their love bank, fill up their mm-hmm. love bank. Um, it, it just re- it really does. Um, however, um, you know, for them not to for them not to have that outlet, you know, um, even that alone, you know what I mean. It might not be, you know, for some of them, like like you said, like and I totally agree with you. For some, it might not be so much of a like a like a so much of a mental thing where like they fall into depression easily or they fall into like other things of that nature like easily but for some of them like just they're normal of not being able to be around people that they love you know what i mean right right kind of thing and um i really um i i really hope like i i kind of cracked a joke with you know to myself um i cracked a joke to myself like you know like uh people said like hey what's the first thing you're going to do when you get out of this quarantine and like, you know, people like, I'm gonna go give me some pizza or I'm gonna go eat at a restaurant. I said, I'm gonna hug somebody. You know what I mean? Right, right, um, Because, you know, that is, you know, being able to give that piece of like, that's just how I, you know, that's just a part of my personality. Like, I like to comfort. I like Mm -hmm. to let people know that they're cared for, you know? Right. Um, So that's a big thing. I think another thing, man, though, like on this, I think, I want to, whoever's listening, I hope we can be of encouragement um, to this, to this idea of walk and work at your own pace. Right. In this quarantine, there's been this meme, man, and I see what, I see what they're saying and I have a rebuttal for it. Mm-hmm. Um, and I've seen both sides. I've seen people agree with this and I've seen people be in huge disagreement with it um, where they're like, you know, the, the, the thought is, like man if you don't come out this quarantine um if you don't come out this quarantine with like a new skill or a you know a new hustle yeah i've seen that like you're like you're like you wasted this time right 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 this is the in my opinion man and like what better i want to tweet about it and i might still tweet about it i might do a, a a ig story or whatever about it um but i think man like we have to really be careful um, about that because number one like people like me and you we're still like thank god so this is like thank god thank god but we're working still right mm-hmm. you know what i mean right like, mm-hmm. we're taking courses and things of that nature like for things that we want to do in the future right and so we have to do that like now you know right right uh, so i think we have to really be careful with that mindset like everything doesn't have to be hustled absolutely but also on the other end, man, I really think like if we really want to be honest about it, I would say majority of the people that go through this quarantine, if you survived this joint, 
you could still put this on a resume. Like, what are yeah. some of your skills? Right, right, right. I survived the pandemic. Right, right. You know what I mean? Like, um, and I think, like, I, I, I think, man, we just have to really, just the mindset. Yes, the fact is not everybody's going to be a millionaire at the end of the day. Not everybody's going to be a billionaire. Um, as much as I would love to and I want to, not everybody's going to travel. Right. You're right. To, to not everybody's going to travel to see the world. You know what I mean? And yes, I think those are good. I think those are good things like to push for and to, um, to push for and to reach for and to, um, and to go after, man. I, I really believe those are great things, but like, man, like, we got to make sure that we're not not putting our expectations of what other people's hustle is. Oh, you know what I mean? Like our hustle on other people, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so I just like, man, like I just really want to talk about that because I think like, yes, it is, it is about, you know, trying to do the things as best as we can to like make sure that we have a clear mind and a healthy mind in the season. But right. I do think that we also have to be careful with not putting false expectations on on people, you know, in the season. You know, absolutely my thing is, like my thing is, um, man, out of the though know, the biggest thing out of this quarantine, bro, it has taught me how to cook. Mm, right. Right. You know what I mean? Like I right. will be if any skill and it wasn't something again, it wasn't something that I forced. Mm-hmm. Um it wasn't something that I forced, man. It was something that naturally I'm having to cook more, right? Because mm-hmm. most restaurants that I like to go to, I can't walk in. You're, right. You know what I mean? And grab food. Um, although I am going to try to support more local businesses probably within these next couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. I've been going to the grocery store more, um, setting time aside for that, you know, um, trying to jump into Target as much as I, as I can. Mm-hmm. I have some friends that have been making masks, so supporting those local businesses mm-hmm. as best as possible. You know what I mean? So, But I become a better cook for this. Right. Um, I think I've been more disciplined in, I become more disciplined in cleaning my area. You know what I mean? Like trying not to make sure that the dishes don't stay in the in the sink for more than a couple of hours. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? In comparison to like, well, I'll just wait overnight to clean. Mm-hmm. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? So mm-hmm. I, I I know those are my, those are skills that I'm developing over, I've developed over these last couple of weeks. Um, and I really believe that people without them realizing it, man, if you cooked every day, or at least once or two meals every day. Right. Man, that is a skill that you're developing. So you don't have to worry about like, man, if you didn't write the business plan for the 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 fourteen the 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 you know the Wall Street Journal, you know what I mean? Like you're mm-hmm. good. You know what I mean? Right. Like right. that pressure on yourself, you know? But I just find it interesting. We I've seen this battle. I don't know, like what have you seen? Yeah, I've seen the same thing and I think it's kinda like whack to be honest, because like you said, it's kinda put you're forcing your expectations on people. And some people could have been already grinding and this is a time for them to really rest and then reset. I personally believe this whole situation is a big reset button. Yeah. For the entire globe. You know what I mean? So some people you need to take a rest. You, you know, it's like you're being forced to now actually sit down, get in the house, rest up, reevaluate. Do I really need to be hitting the streets as much as I do? Me, is there is there any other way for me to to go after my goals without me constantly on the grind, yeah. on the run like that? For some people, it is might be like, you know what? 
let me go ahead and get to some things I've been putting off for so long. Yeah. I think it's about whatever personally you are, but to kind of tell people like, man, if you come out of this without, you know, one thing I've seen that really tripped me out is, oh yeah, they're just people who want the stimulus check. That just showed me you ain't making more than a hundred K. Bruh, a lot of people in <laughs> a lot of people aren't making a hundred K. They need to re watch that Rebecca Lynn Pope uh, interview uh, with the, uh, with the roommates. You feel me? It's like, this is not the, this is literally not the time to be trying to flex on people. People are truly suffering. Yeah. People are going through very hard times and some people truly need that 1200 bucks. You know what I mean? To survive. This isn't like a 1200 bucks to like, they could have been doing well and then a job laid them off. Now they're running through their savings and they need that 1200 bucks to survive. This ain't them trying to all of a sudden be reckless and then they, now they're looking for a handout. This this twelve hundred dollars is not a handout for a lot of people. This is survival. You know what I mean? And so it's like we got to be careful with how we use our words and try to throw that on people because it's already this is already a difficult situation as it is for everybody to yeah. deal with. And we don't need people adding extra added pressure and dumb stuff on top of it. Now people fighting acceptance and financial burdens and hardships That's trying real. to get through. You know what I mean? That's so I, think, I think we really got to be careful with how we say these. We throw the, and you know, and a lot of times, bro, like I, f I unfollow a lot of accounts that throw a lot of nonsense memes out there. Bruh, I, yeah, I'm that meme gospel. You got to be careful with that meme. That gospel. stuff is just terrible, bro. It's, it's not real. It's not real. Everybody's situation is different. Some stuff is cool, but some stuff is just not real. You know what I mean? Because people, bro, I remember when the last recession hit, I got laid off, bro. I, yeah, I, I, I was I going that. through a hard time and I was making great money. At the time, I was making good money and then boom, the recession hit and I got laid off and I couldn't find a job literally. And I was going hard looking for a job. I couldn't find a job for like six to eight months. I remember that season. You feel what I'm saying? I, I almost lost my car. Like, thank God at the time I was staying with my parents, but I almost lost my car during that season. The, the band, you know, the band we had, we was trying to grind at the same time. Like, it was hard. I remember that. You know what I'm saying? I couldn't get um, unemployment at the time. Um, I was able to get a little bit later, but at the, at the time I needed it, I couldn't get it. I didn't get unemployment for like six months. So, but the thing is, Everybody was going through that time. So people weren't hiring. People, you know what I'm saying? Like, it was just a difficult time in America, especially in the job market. So it's like, you don't need to have that extra. Because that was a stressful time, bro. I was thinking like, bro, yeah. this, this is crazy. You know what I'm saying? That was unexpected. You know what I mean? So um, for something like, like something like the pandemic, like, this is so much uncertainty with yeah. it. You don't need to be throwing extra on top of it. Yeah, like, I think more than anything, we got to be mindful that um, that some people will not survive this financially. Yeah. Some businesses won't return from this. Yeah, you know like, what I mean. I, I mean, just even as you're saying that, man, I think about a lot of independent, like, uh, like I think the fashion industry is going to thrive, but they're also going to struggle. Mm -hmm. Because if you're not a high market or if you're not in some particular chain that has had long money, mm -hmm. 
bruh, like, you know, um, I've seen uh, some articles. I haven't read the full thing, but I read some articles that talked about, um, excuse me, just the frustrations of independent owners that are going to have, that are struggling through, like, um, just the fact that they won't be able to reopen their salons. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like, yeah, think about it, man. There's people who lived, who spent their entire lives to get their dream was to see something be realized in a store, in a salon, in a business, a small business that aren't able to take advantage of that loan that they're offering now because they got hit so hard. So then you're trying to tell somebody, oh, if you don't come out of this, like, no, bro, I was grinding. And this ruined my grind. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, yeah, man. And even just to backpack that, sorry, you mean cut you off, but to backpack no, that, you can the, the, so the Instagram al- algorithm, right? Mm-hmm. Instagram algorithm only covers 10%, 10% of the people that you follow. Mm-hmm. So that meaning that like those people that are like Rebecca Lynn Pope brought out. Um, and I just love that. Like brought up that only the average the male in their thirties is only making forty thousand. The average, like right, average. right, right, absolutely. You know what I mean? So that means there's not really. Yeah, I'm not saying there's not a lot of people that are making fifty, seventy-five, one hundred, one twenty-five, two fifty. You know what I mean? I'm not saying that there's not a lot of people, but it's that that's not everybody but we've kind of stepped into this belief system that it's like everybody let me tell you how crazy that stimulus check is and what people say that hundred thousand for imagine somebody making a hundred over a hundred thousand living in seattle that hundred thousand dollar means nothing that's like having a fifty sixty thousand dollar job so they might not even be able to get that check when they really need it imagine living in san francisco Bruh, you feel what I'm saying? So it's like, are you really paying attention to what you're saying? You're not, you're, you're not saying something that is very smart at the time. You know what I mean? Because people live in different places, so that that twelve hundred it is going to feel a lot different than somebody living in Atlanta than somebody living in San Francisco or Seattle, New York or California. Right. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Yeah, and honestly, bro, like, I wouldn't, I know that there's certain areas of, like, Georgia and Atlanta that, like, damn, like, you can still get some good living, but that area is about to get saturated even more. Absolutely, yeah, so. I mean, and especially, like, you, like, we got to keep in mind, like, think about all the television shows and right. are hitting particular markets, bro, like, the more money that that is bringing to life and more people are influenced by that lifestyle, Yo, like it's, it's kind of like it, it, it's things are going to move differently. Oh yeah, I think life is never going to be the same again. Oh, it won't. How do you think? How, how do you think it's going to? How do you think this is going to affect like just personal day to day relationships? Hmm. Honestly, man, I'm thinking like, are we going to live? Is America going to start living in the world where we all just wear masks all the time? Like the president and the doctor Fauci was talking about, we might just need to get rid of the of the handshake. And I was like, bruh, for black people, that's what we have. That's us. Like that dab, that slap, and then the you know, like just embrace the yeah, like that's what we do. I do. I ain't gonna lie. I was in the store. I ran into this dude that I used to go to school with, 
And it's like we forgot, and we were just like, oh, what's up, bro? You know what I'm saying? And then I thought about it later. I was like, I wonder if he had the Rona, because if he got the Rona, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, I might got the Rona. You know what I'm saying? But like, I was just saying, like, yeah. life is about to change, bro. I don't know what it's going to look like. We don't know when it's going to pop up, because like, in reality, the president doesn't have a real good idea of when he wants to open back up the country. You know what I'm saying? Like, he he's throwing out dates. But it ain't lining up. You know what I'm saying? And then it's just like Virginia, Virginia extended their shelter in place order to June. So that's a think about it. That's a state that has way lower cases than New York in California. So how long we gonna stay there? And we in Cali. You know what I'm saying? So I I don't know if California's gonna be able to handle it, bro. Yeah, I was living in California. You already being. I know that we have right listeners all around, but bruh. Yeah, so I don't know, man. I'm praying that. I just hope that this doesn't last. Because you know, people get crazy, man. I don't want crazy stuff to start happening. But I honestly believe that for some reason, I feel like with with this situation, that people. <laughs> they're not being so quick to get crazy. You know what I mean? Because they know that, hey, like, you know, I might I might go out there and get something. I ain't coming back. You know what I mean? Right. So. We lived through the riots. We saw the riots. Right. We were right. young, but we saw Right. Them. Right. And we in the birds, but right. 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 So, I don't know, man. I don't even know. I, mean, I know the president talked about in May re- reopening the company or the economy. And I'm, I'm thinking more likely he's going to do it state certain states might open back up that don't have as many cases but still and yet man that's just still going to be a tricky situation because it's a novel virus they don't know much about it they're assuming okay you know it's not going to be reactive in the summertime but that's just a, a educated guess right you know what I'm saying they don't know until we get there so we'll see what happens it's like i was like man like i was like bro i was like you know we're in desperate times man when i'm watching video game tournaments on espn and watching people play horse bro i'm just like Bro, I, I refuse to. I, I don't. Re, I refuse to watch ESPN right now. I can't see them go like this, man. They going out. Uh, <laughs> they struggling right now, bro. I can't see them go out like this, bro. They played the full coverage of the game seven of well, I, Cavs. I'm thinking they just gonna play the game, bro. They show the full coverage. I was like, no, what y'all got to cut this out. Yeah, it's hard. Bruh, like, yeah, I think, I think like sh- like uh like channels like uh, Bravo. E lifetime, they ready for stuff like this. Oh, they 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 was in the bag. They was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like entertainment industry, um, your like the in, like the industry that tech industry. Oh, yeah, thriving right now. Right, right. Because like uh like the like uh production companies are lining up with uh with like the streaming websites and like yo for twenty dollars. Like right. one of, uh, one of my, my leaders at church, uh, her family watched the new Trolls movie in their house for like $20. Mm-hmm. Right. 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 Remember what we right. talked about uh, uh, last week with Netflix? Right. Said if I was Netflix, I would, after this is over, I would buy a theater. Yeah. 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 That will be smart. Yeah, man, it's, it's getting tough, man. But I'm thinking we're going to come out. I think the economy is going to come back strong, to be honest. But it might take a minute. Oh, yeah. But I think once it starts rolling, it's going to be rolling. 
Oh, easy. I, it's just sad though because, like you said, man, some people aren't going to recover from this, and that's sad. People who spend their lives or their savings to start a business and then they get hit with something like this, like that's that has to be heartbreaking. You know what I mean? Because it's like even if you get the ten thousand dollar loan, that might not even be enough to get your business back started on the ground. You know, we got to think about that. Everybody's not going to be able to pop back up, you know, like it ain't nothing. Right. So, you know, it's just a tough situation, man. And then on top of that, people that might have lost somebody during this time, you know what I mean? It's just, it's tough, man. This, this is this is really peculiar times we're living in right now. Yeah. You know what I mean? So, I got to ask you a question, though. Um, just going to switch topics real quick. Yes, sir. Um, how'd you feel about the weekend? Making those comments about the goat, nonsense. one of the goats, one of the legends, Usher. That's nonsense. You know what I'm saying? For those who don't know, at uh, the weekend, did an interview when he was saying that basically when he heard the song Climax by Usher, he was like, oh, snaps. There, what's that other word? But oh, snaps. <laughs> that's a, uh, that's a, a, a weekend record. Nonsense. Come on, brother. What are you talking about? He didn't listen to, he didn't listen to 8701. Uh, can you help me with uh, when Usher was already hitting that falsetto? Already hitting a falsetto. You know what I'm saying? Nah. Like, who does the weekend think he is, man? It goes back to what I talked about in pregame, man. Like, you think just because, well, Weekend was a hip hop artist before he became a pop artist, yeah? No, he was like a, he was R&B, but like a gritty underground R&B. Got you. I think then he switched. Then he became like a pop. Switched it up a little. Yeah. He. I think sometimes when people get that one moment, and then it just blows up for you, you lose sight. Bro, I'm not a fan of the weekend at all. I haven't been in a long. I don't like his music. It's it's very different for me. It's bubblegum. Yeah, even his like gritty underground R and B, like he he was like a creepy, a creepy uh, guy with the R and B like stuff you'll talk about. I'm looking like I'm not feeling it. it's kind of it's really dark, I, and I just wasn't with that. Yeah, I liked uh, like feel feel my face. Mm-hmm. I like that. that's his later later pop stuff. Yeah, um, or uh, the joint that he did with uh, Daft Punk. Mm-hmm. That was killing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he did. A, he had another song like his arrangements live. His band is killing. Like we actually have a homie that plays with with Weekend. Um, and so I have nothing against the Weekend. Genuinely, and more than happy, more than anything, I'm happy for. Um, I'm happy for the people that get to work with him because yo, that's a that's consistently in front of 20, 30,000 people a night. Right. I, I do think though, man, um, I think there's a way to, I think there's a way to pump yourself up without having to tear other people down. Right. Right. I just think that there's a, there, there has to be a way, especially, I wonder, I think the first question is when, when did that article get, when, when was that? Was the interview right? I don't know. That's my question. Because it's not a good time to be doing this during the quarantine. We got too much time on our hands. 
Okay, See, let's let's just keep it real though. The weekend ain't on no singing level as Usher. Nah, he ain't not even a dancing level as Usher. Nah. So I don't understand what you're talking about the climax. The climax, like everybody can't sing that song. And climax is like I think Stargate did that song. Who produced that song? I forgot who they said. They it's somebody though. Somebody like that somebody probably, heavy. Like yeah. underground hits. But the thing too is like, man, like this is the thing about the about climax, bro. Climax wasn't even on uh on the biggest uh Usher hit. Nah. Nah. Uh, it wasn't on Confessions. Nah. Nah. What what what, what album was Climax on? Uh that was on this that's when he had the shag. You know what I'm saying? I need Usher to go back to the low Caesar with the beard. I need you to get back there, Usher. All right. You've been doing this little all over the place for too long right now. I need you to come back. You dig? But nah, uh it was uh, for myself. That was 2012. That's seven years after his biggest hit. Yeah, I mean, come on, bro. Usher's a legend. He's a legend, bro. Yeah, like, and that ain't even um that ain't even on um on no here I stand, Usher. Cause here I stand was 2010. It was 2009-2010 when I was in college still. So it's, it's only one way to like I told y'all in the group chat, it's only one way to settle this. You know what I'm saying? He wanted to talk greasy versus the legend. Get, get an Usher uh, Usher weekend uh, battle. Hit up, hit up Swiss and Timbo. Let's go. Let's go then. If you're talking, if you're Yo. talking, let's go. Yo, like, bruh, like, make it happen. That, that'd be so, th- like, that'd be so, uh, that'd be so raw, though. Somebody be like, yo, let's get that. <laughs> yo, Timbo, let's, let's just get it together. Let's go. <laughs> Set it up. You talking, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> But yo, that rebuttal. Did you see that rebuttal that Usher did? Yeah, yeah. He like sing it then, sing it, sucker. I, I was like, I said I didn't understand it at first until after you got. I saw the text messages. I was like, why? Why is Usher singing climax in the phone? And then why did why did he go off at the end? I was like, bro, I would hate for them to run to each other at the Grammys, like. Usher probably is gonna look at him like, "Come on, man, what's wrong with you, kid?" Like, if it wasn't for me, you wouldn't be singing, but you singing. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? If it wasn't for me, kid, like, bro, like, I just don't get it. I just don't get it. But I mean, I think there's ways. There has to be ways, man. To there has to be ways to um, there has to be ways to like to not demonize people in their craft and pick yourself up publicly. You know what I mean? Right. I think there just has to be way. And I, I get it, man. I, I understand that the, the industry is competitive. Um, and I, I'm sure he probably didn't mean it in that way, but still you got to be careful with how you say that. I don't know. I don't know. You think he did? You think he was taking a jab at the legend? Why would you have to say it then? Right. That's true. That's true. I mean, like, genuinely, it would be a different story. Like, if he would have just left it, like, man, I would listen to records and I would just feel like, man, like, people were biting my vibe and just left it as is. I think that would have been a different story of him saying, like, I think that would have been like, man, like, you know, I just wish. I think that would have said I need more. I I would like more respect in this industry because I feel like I bring something to the table. That's one thing. Uh, I, I think for you to call out Usher, he didn't call out nobody else. Right, 
Right. He call out. He didn't call out nobody else in the male realm, and there are a ton of males. He didn't call out uh, Sean Mendez. He didn't call out Justin Timberlake, who sings a lot of falsetto in his records. True. True. You know true. what I mean? He didn't call out Justin Bieber, who in a in a live concert will sing falsetto. You know what I mean? Like he didn't call these people out, like, but he called out Usher out of all people who's not even in the same genre that you're really a part of. Exactly. That's what I was wondering. Like, where did that come from, bro? So it's just kind of like that was a jab. <laughs> like I, let's just call it what it is. You know, you, like, and I was saying in pregame. You know what I mean? Like, and we can talk about this in uh, in part two. But you know, I just came out with the single. Yes, yes. And we're and, about to talk about that. Um, you just want to make sure that we, we stay within our within our limits for part one. But um, I just came out with a single. But imagine me coming out like, and we've seen this happen before. But imagine me coming out like, I came out with a single. I got 100 streams, etc. I'm the best hip-hop artist in the Inland Empire. I'm the right. best hip-hop artist in Southern California. And I'm better than X, Y, and Z. Somebody battle me. Like, how dumb would that sound? You feel right, me? Like, right. bro, you, I could see you like Jeff. Sure, you want that smoke. <laughs> right, right. You know what I mean? Like, and so my thing is just like, man, like, man, yo, bro, like, you rich. Like, you date one of the most beautiful girls in the world, like, technically, right? Like, man, live, enjoy. Man, keep on making that money. Like, your money ain't going nowhere for, for no time. Like, all your records are going to be on top 100s across the world. Your stuff is still going to be playing on rerun. Like, man, just live, bro. Like, you don't got to call out Usher. Like, Usher hasn't put out, a, like, a smasher in how long? Well, he did drop the LMA. The LMA, LMA joint. LMA joint is fire. That's, that joint feels crazy. But think about that gap, though. Right, right. And you he haven't dropped a huge, huge hit like that in a minute. So yeah. we're talking about eight years. Eight years in the gap. Like, come on, weekend. Come on, come on, brother. See, that's why I don't like him because he ain't here the other days of the week. He only here on the weekend. Usher all the time. You feel me? I don't like that. You're talking crazy, bro. Like, leave it alone. Sir. Leave it alone. Sir. You know what I mean? We don't need we don't need to have that right now. We need everybody to be on the good vibe. Sir. We ain't gonna say like what like moms tell us. If you ain't got nothing else nice to say, they don't say nothing at all. Don't say nothing at all. You know what I mean? You but know what yeah. I'm I genuinely, I still think, um, I genuinely think that that was a jab. I think that, um, yeah, I, I think that was a jab, you know, but it's okay. You know, people got to do, people got to do what they, what they, what they got to do. You know what I mean? So, um, yeah, it's just, yeah, man, that's crazy. But look, man, let's talk about this. Let's talk about your single, bro. Yeah. Wait, let's put a pause really quick. Okay. Yeah, let's see. Yeah, let's talk about this single, man. So um Yeah, man. Um, you know, let's, let's break it down for the people, man. Break it down for everything, man. Yeah, 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 yeah. So uh today is what? Today so was it first week of April? It's been a week, actually. So um April third, actually no. Yeah, April third, I um I decided um, to release um, a single by the name of Apology Letter. And um, the song 
is I wrote it from really like personal life experiences where um, I talk about um, like just the process of, um, I talk about the process of dealing with the pains from, I think I would, you could say from a Christian young man's point of view, that's really trying to live right. Mm -hmm. uh, writing um, the pains and the mistakes that he's made when hurting a young lady. Um, so it is, um, it's not just the pains, but also like the, the lessons, the lessons learned um, in the process of, of writing it. So um, each verse, um, each verse is a form of, of, of apology, seeking forgiveness, um, and also being willing to come to grips with the mistakes um, that I personally made, um, personally made in my life. So you'll see this, um, you'll see the story, like it is a story it doesn't go into depth depth, but it does give people a true understanding. And if people are really close, like the people close to me, like could really, um, can probably hear, see the truth in the story where they're like, yo, like, man, like this is <laughs> Jeffrey really put his chest, like, you know, even put the chest, his chest out there. Um, even what I did, man was, um, I did like a like a, a freestyle. I call it just the apology letter freestyle because I really couldn't find a name for it. But it just made sense because the goal right. was for it to lead into was to lead into like this original song. But literally, I I gave people truly a sense of like the last four years of my life. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. You can say this um, on this podcast of like, whoa, like yo, bro, like this is no. It was really like the last literally four years of my life and just again, the mistakes and um, just kind of like, not just even on like a relationship level, but just even just on um, like a personal, like aspiration level as it like pertains to like my dreams and, and things of that nature and just kind of like learning and, and just some of the internal struggles that like I had to, I had to, I had to wrestle with, you know? So, um, man, I put out a freestyle. I put out the original record that was like all on every um, social distribution, um, um, platform like such as iTunes and um, Spotify and things of that nature. So um, yeah, man, like I just really just it was really it's a song about forgiveness. But um, as I continue to like listen to the song, I continue like to do my best to cel celebrate the song. Also realize that this is like a song of like redemption as well. Um, especially like when people like will listen to the third verse, um, like they'll they'll see um, that yes even in the midst of my mistakes and realizing that i am forgiven by by god um that um that there's always like one thing like i we were i was with my family today on um like on zoom and i and i prayed and um and one of the things that hit me is like the sun is always above the clouds you know what i mean and um one of the things that i'm realizing even in this journey um, and just for anybody that might be dealing with the same journey of just trying to figure out, like, how do I, how do I, how do I navigate, you know, the mistakes from the past in my relationships, mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. that there is still a sense of redemption that can come, come to, that we can come to grips with if we really, if we really decide to, you know what I mean? Right. Like, if we really try, like, there really can be. Um, there really can be redemption um, at the end. So it's not just, it is a song about vulnerability. I put up a post, um, I think a couple of days ago, just saying thank you to people that have listened to the record. Maybe people weren't aware of the record, um, but just, hey, just like there is redemption 
um, there's redemption on there's redemption in your mistakes. You know what I mean? So I really, um, you know, wrote this record. I remember um, Uncle Bomb, we were in the studio. I don't know if you remember this day, but he really challenged me. He was like, what is the purpose of the song? And I think the song, man, I think truly the, the purpose was like, yes, it was therapy for me in a way. But I think it also, I hope that more men, I looked at some of the statistics and it seems like more ladies have been listening to the song. Um, but I hope more men will listen to it because I think it will give more men the permission to like express themselves and um, not be afraid to express feelings that will help release, that will help release, um, you know, maybe some negative emotions that they may have, have had from, you know, like the past, you know? So um, yeah. yeah, man, like, you know, it's been, it's been a, a, a positive ride, you know, it's just a, it's the feeling of having a record out on, on multiple platforms of this nature because like a lot of the stuff that I've done that has been released, I've been more behind the scenes. Like I did like, so we can go through like my, my, my discography for say, like for like, for the culture. Yeah. Like that was me and I produced it, but I was more of a play drums more on that and just kind of put their arrangements together and have people featured on it. You know what I mean? So like, that was a blessing. You were on that record. Um, and then I did, um, I did introspection one. And I did introspection two. Were, were like beat tapes. After mm-hmm. that, I did um, like the Dre Murray um, collab collaboration, um, and then I helped some other people with some of like their production and their recordings. But then, so but this is really the first time people have heard me even try to approach like any form of like singing and rapping at the same time. Mm-hmm. So it most definitely was like a. Um, it's been a it was a healthy challenge for me because it was also something that I've always wanted to do. Um, just, there was really at time. I was, how do I say this? Um, it just, there wasn't, I won't say there wasn't a space for me to do it. It just wasn't the right time for me to do it because I was serving purposes in other, other areas. You know what I mean? As it pertains to music. So, um, yeah, man, like it's been, it's been wild. Just this to, is the one thing I want people, I want people to know this too. When you hear this record, Jeff actually did the beat for this. I've been telling him he should really t- let that be known because I think it's a very dope beat, you know. So, but I want you to take me through. So, what made you want to write such a personal joint? Because you know, that's a yeah. tough thing to do. That's a tough thing to do. You know, we, we're writers here, so I mean, that's just a tough thing to do to kind of like. It's therapeutic to get it out. Yeah. But it's also could be stressful to put it out. Oh, bruh. You know what I'm saying? I had a couple moments. I was like, what in the world are you doing? You know, so like, so like, like you said, it comes from personal place. So it's like, what made you want to like, let it out, but then put it out? I think, um, I think there was a couple of reasons. I think, um, first when I, when I start working on the song itself, when I start working on the songs itself, it was the only stuff that was coming out. Mm-hmm. I couldn't, I didn't know how to write anything from, at that point, from somebody else's perspective at the moment. And that's still a craft that I'm still working on. You know what I mean? Because not every story that you write has to be your story. But I just felt like if I was going to put something out that was really going to be genuine and that would be tangible, it would have to be something that was truly for me. Um, I, and I felt like it was also like the safest space to write it. And I think too, like, um, and you walk through, like, personally, you walk through with me through that season where the uh, 
there were those seasons, not just that season, but there were seasons that you walked me through. And those were literally, I'll be honest with you, honest with you that those were some things that were kind of eating at me a little bit. Um, um, Especially when it came to the things that I could have done better. You know what I mean? Um, And so for me, I felt like the best thing to do was just to come, to really come to grips with, come to grips with those things. You know what I mean? Because like me rehearsing those things mentally, they weren't helping me at all. You know, like it just, it just wasn't. And, um, and so I said, let me, let me come to grips with this. And I wrote it and it was like really interesting. Um, so how, like, even with the beat, right? Like, let me just rewind. So they're like, what cool thing in, um, in, uh, in producer culture, like there are gentlemen or there are producers that create like sample packs for people. Mm-hmm. So, um, and melody packs. So what I ended up doing was I was at a, I was kind of at a production rut. Um, but I was also learning some new gear at that time. And I, I came upon this production, rut where, uh, this production package where I was able to find that sample and I chopped it up mm-hmm. and I was just like, yo, I love this. This feels good. And I put the drums on it. Um, I put the drums on it and just, you know, work it. And then when I was just in like my, my, my music room, um, like, I know I broke your heart, like just came out of, like came out and then I broke mine too. Um, again, going back to that vulnerability, um, piece was, you know, I think, um, in that situation, I think in certain situations, um, as I've approached relationships, um, at least for me, and I can't speak for every gentleman because some gentlemen are just raw like that, but I would say there are a lot of guys that, like, if they've ever really hurt somebody that they cared about or had to hurt them unknowingly, like, they're struggling with the fact that I had to hurt that person. Mm-hmm. And I don't think women all the time get that that side of the story. They just get, like, yo, he messed me up and I can't forgive him, you know? Right. And so for me, I was just, like, I needed to... I needed to put that out there, like for myself, like, hey, I struggled. Um, I struggled with the fact that your heart was broken too, and so, um, and so, as it came out, like, just the the, the thoughts and just a lot of like um, metaphors just start coming to my mind when I when I wrote it, and then um, when I wrote the official first verse, like, hey, this is my apology letter. I really hope you read it. It was actually a true situation that popped up where um where a, a particular situation popped up where I, I sent out a letter um and you know I was really hoping that the young lady you know at that time would would check it out and that there would be um that there could be some dialogue you know um that can that can happen you know um in regards to like a situation that we were, that we had to that was kind of already worked through but just needed to be there needs to be some clarity so um I mean I just you know I just just went just went for it and um Mm -hmm. and i just felt like my thing i'm very competitive without people like really knowing at times and my thing i just couldn't have lived after i officially really finished the record the mix was at a place that we felt like like it was good i didn't feel i wouldn't be happy with myself if i did all that work and not released now i Mm -hmm. felt in my heart not to release it Mm -hmm. um if I felt it in my heart not to release it, then I wouldn't have not released it. I would have waited. The goal was actually to release it the week of my birthday. Um, there were just certain elements and certain things that were not completed at that time that just mm-hmm. didn't allow that to happen. Um, but the time that I was finished, 
I was finished with the record really finished at the end of March. Like we were like by the middle of March, like the record was already done. I had majority of the elements and the last thing that I needed to do was just put a, um, create a, a get a, a cover. I reached out to somebody that I wanted to do the cover, but they just were busy and they never got back to me about that. And so I was like, yo, I have Photoshop <laughs> and I have, you know, I know, I know this, I know a little bit of this. So man, let's try this. So I was trying some options. The options were not working at all. So this is the crazy thing. I was, so you remember my For the Culture album? Mm-hmm. So the one that you're on. So the, this is a little behind the scenes. The actual cover that I used for apology letter was mm-hmm. the foundational cover for, for the, the first for the culture. Mm. So that was your original idea? That was my original idea for for the culture. I put that on apology letter because I felt like it made sense. And then I switched the picture that I went to use for apology letter. The original one wasn't working. The mm. one that I put there, when I col- collided those, um, when I, when I put those together, I was like, yo, this is it. I sent it mm-hmm. to you and Chris just for the, the cosign. Cause I know that you guys have the eye for the art and you know what I mean? And my, my desire was like, my biggest desire, like, uh, um, the Forest Hills Drive J. Cole album was probably like a big influence for me, not just in music, but just as the cover. Right. Like that had such an impact on me. You know what I mean? Um, just from a creative standpoint. So my my desire was like, man, if I can give that feeling, if I can give that feeling on my first cover, like I I feel like I, I felt like I won. Um, for me personally, I feel like that would be a win. So I man, I went with that new look. Um, and I used the I used the the picture that I really wanted for the cover as more of a promo piece, and um, as a piece for promo, man, I just felt like it set me up for a better win. You know what I mean? Because I felt like people like like that whole Forrest Gump feel. Like I feel like people were really able to connect more with um, were able to connect more with uh, with that than they would just me like a back. Like it really looks like I'm waiting for something, or I'm like I'm trying to get somewhere. Um, so yeah, man, like I, you know, from top to bottom, like, you know, of course, like I gotta give you your props, man. You helped me film the the freestyle video. Um, Uncle Von helped me with um Uncle Von helped me with all the mixing and the recording. And then my cousin Henry did all the photography um, dope. Real for, the, dope. for the elements. So I most definitely had a I feel like I had a solid team um in this process to to help me get through. You know what I mean? Get the, you know, you can't yeah, there are certain things you can do by yourself, but I feel like a team will help balance balance that stuff out. So, um, yeah, man, like, you know, once I got, once you guys gave me all the elements, man, I just was like, I just did my best in between the time that I had because like, you know, walking into the month of March, March got really active for me. So I just really like, man, the hours that were free for me, man, like I, you know, I set up my distro kid. I set up my, um, I set up my distro kit, man. I, I created the cover. Uh, I finished the promo for it. You know what I mean? Like I did all those things that would help um, help me move forward and just allow people to know, like, hey, man, like I really love this art, this art stuff, and um, I mean, I just want to go forward. But yeah, man, I think just like you know, the the reason why I wrote it, I just want I need to get some things off my chest. I was ready to move forward in some things personally. And the reason why I released it was just because I just knew in my heart, like I wouldn't have, I would just been more disappointed in myself of like, why haven't you released this album or this the single? Um, and you did all this hard work. What like, what was that work for? Just for you not to release it? And I was really like, there was, mo- I, this was probably the first time um, in a while where I had a moment where I 
really didn't want to release it. I'm when I did for the culture, I almost scrapped that. Um, introspection, both beat tapes, I almost scrapped those. But this one was like, I was nervous because I didn't know if it would even be received or what people would think. Um, but at the end of the at the end of it all, like I knew that the sole purpose was like, man, like I told myself if like one person listens to it, like man, I won. If two people listen to it, like I really won. More than more than ten people have listened to it. More than a hundred people have listened to the record. You know what I mean? So I'm I'm winning in that in that sense, and we'll just see where where it goes from there. Good. So, um, how did you feel? Do you feel like you got a re- uh, a relief after all of this? Oh yeah, yeah. And I needed it, man. I needed it in a real way because when you have like, you know how it is when you have. Again, it goes back to the reason why I released it. Mm-hmm. You have that on your shoulders. Um, when you have that on your shoulders of like, man, like this is a project that I want to get done. Um, you know what hit it? I'll be real. This was the moment where it hit hard. I was I was at home. I was doing some work for church actually. Um, and it was a it was a long day already. Had worked, had to do some stuff for church, and nine o'clock hit. And it dawned on me, nine o'clock in California is midnight in New York. Mm. The record is on Spotify. And so, man, I remember going to iTunes. Two moments that was crazy. It, where it was not just only relief, but it was just like, man, like, I, I did something special. You know what I mean? For me, at least. Mm-hmm. Going on iTunes to see my record. You know what I mean? Like typing in Jay Davis apology letter. And um, boom, it was right there. I was like, yo, this is nuts. The second moment that was crazy for me, and it might not mean anything for anybody else, was going on Instagram. And you know how you can add the music to your post? Mm-hmm. And then typing in Jay Davis apology letter and being able to put my song, my own song on a post. Right. Right. That was crazy for me. Yeah, that is dope. That's it is dope. Very dope. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that was like I was like, yo, because that that's that's a piece of that's not just a piece that's gonna be a piece of a lot of people's stories. I've I you know, I knew it was I knew it was making impact when my when my pastor came up to me, it was like me and him had a full on him and some other people had a full on conversation about the record and what that could do. And his challenge was like, man, I want to see more, mm-hmm. you know? And I was just like, okay. So how you feeling? So like, how you feeling about what's next? Like what, what's, what's your plans? So there is, so the third, I have a third installment to the story. So the first story was kind of like the synopsis. The second story was like actually like the process and the third. So like, if you remember, like if you listen to the third verse, um how it talks about um like man i made some choices um like the choices i made but in those choices man like continue to move forward right so now like you know the first the first installment with the freestyle was kind of like the like the struggle the second the second installment which is like apology letter is like the verse the verse of like forgiveness and the the forgiveness leading to redemption now this third installment is redemption leading to freedom you know what I mean? Um, and so I got majority of that done. I have some other songs that were really, that I wrote that were really sad. I don't know. I think I was just in a season that I was just really pondering about my relationships. And um, so I have a lot of stories that I want to share. Um, my thing is like, I most definitely want to find myself in a, in a space where I'm not, I can just talk about things that I really do care about. I do. I think there's a part of me and me and one of my buddies had a conversation 
about this. Like, I think there's a part of me that does, I really appreciate just the, the process of relationships um, and perseverance in them, you know? Um, and I, I find myself easily writing from that space, but I think just, um, I think there's a part of me that I just want to discover if there's anything else that I can talk about just besides relationships, you know? So I think a like, part of the process of me growing in this in this field, especially as an artist, now I could write gospel songs, I could write CCM stuff, um, you know what I mean? And I can I can most definitely help produce in that, in that aspect, but I just want to see like the next steps is to finish this third installment, which will be another single. I already have the beat to it. Um, I just need to get clearance for the sample of it. And I, I think I already got the blessing, but I just need to figure out what the process and how me and the person need to figure out, me and the, the owner of the song need to figure out like percentages and stuff like that. Um, but I'm really, I act, the, the record that I sent you, mm-hmm. um, just need to figure out like all that business. And then, um, and then um, I want to um, like just finish this, just finish that song. Um, if I could, I don't want to put a, 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 a stamp on it, but I would like to get that done before this year is done. This year is up. Um, maybe, you know, maybe if I can do it by summer, summertime, because then there will be things that will like slow down. And that might, I don't know if that would be a, a iTunes drop or if that'd be like a, a SoundCloud download. But the goal would just be like, you know, here and there, just release singles, um, release singles that, you know, can, you know, just bless people. You know what I mean? Because I just think like, for me, this is what I, one thing I realized, man. Um, after I released after I released the apology letter, I felt like I felt like what a perfect time timing. Yes, I think my birthday would have been like dope. Yo, like support me during my birthday, um, man. Grab my record if you you know for my birthday. You know what I mean? Whether you're on Spotify, I think that'd have been dope. I realized, man, more than anything, what better time to give people music. Songs about songs about like real life and real struggle, but also songs about hope, especially in a time where like we're kind of hopeless. Right. Like this was just like I feel like I felt like it was appropriately set up that that people can can groove to music where like they don't really have a lot of places to go. And again, I would love to see man if this song inspires people to like to seek forgiveness, to forgive. If this seeks people to be more honest uh, and honest and discover healthy emotions, um, it, you know, man, I've, I've done my job, you know? Um, right. Now, like, who would who would lie to say, like, wouldn't it be dope, you know what I mean, for an exec to run into this and be like, hey, man, we want to take you on tour. Or would you like, you know, or if, like, some of my, uh, my, my homies that, you know, might need an opener, you know what I mean? I would love to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, I would I would genuinely love to do that, but um, I I would most definitely I think the at the at the core of it all I think this is just continuing to exercise my muscle, uh, my music muscle as well as um, my band just bring hope to people that that technically need it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and especially like to bring redemption. You know what I mean? So right. Um, yeah. Right. Yeah. That's dope, man. That's dope, man. I'm proud of you, man. I'm looking Appreciate forward it, to bro. see what else next. Um, we for Raynell Jamal record. That's what we. That's what we're waiting on, bro. Yes, yeah, we, we got something. We brewing. We brewing. We brewing. As soon as the Rona is done, I could get to it. You know what I'm saying? Huh? At your pace, though. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And it's crazy because so many. God definitely has a way of letting me know what's up because, like. <laughs> 
four people out of the blue has hit me up. It's like, yo, so, you know, what's going on with the music? And I'm looking like, dang, that's crazy. So, it's in God's hands. We're going to get to it. Yeah, man. I got some things planned. You know what I mean? I'm really excited about getting to it. We just need to get past this little season. Yeah, man. Or figure something out. Man, you know, I was listening to somebody. I was watching somebody's live. I think it was Dame Lillard. Somebody was like, yo, so are you working on new music? And he was like, yeah. He was like, but you know, I'm not really an engineer. He said, but my engineer figured out a way to take control of my computer so he could run my session. I could just record in the mic. And I was like, what? I was like, what is happening? How was that finna go down? He's like, yeah, so I got my first session tonight. And and it, I, he was talking to another artist. They was like, word? Hey, shoot me the link, bro. Shoot me the link. Oh, he's talking to E40. He was talking to E40. E40 was like, word? He's like, hey, man, shoot me the link. I'm going to have to get with that, too. So I guess he's going to take over the computer, and they just going to record them for wherever they at. And I was like, yo, Uncle V, it might be time. It might be time. You know what I'm saying? I think it would be just necessary. You know what I mean? Um, what, I, what, I, what might even be dope, man, is just like – is just start pushing out one of my one of my one of my guys from high school, man, and I respect him. He's an up and coming uh, hip hop artist as well, um, bro. He'll just put up he'll just put up verses like sixteens like every couple of days, mm-hmm. and it'd be raw. It's not even it's not even polished. You know what I mean? Like audio, right? Always continue to exercise his muscle. But I think it's just like putting those challenges, man. I think uh, putting up those challenges each week, just like hey, man, I'm gonna write a I'm gonna write a verse or like. Um, each day, like, I'm going to write, you know, a verse about, like, my favorite color or use my favorite color in, mm-hmm. or use my favorite shoe or something like that of that nature. Um, you know what I mean? Like, so, yeah, man, I think it's, I think it's, it's uh, I think it's about just, you know, exercising that muscle. Like, I try to find myself, like, especially, like, in quiet moments, like, I'll rehearse verses, um, and just trying to, you know, finish stuff up. But, you know, again, like I told you in pregame, it's really about I don't want to just put out stuff just for the sake of putting it out. I want to put stuff out that really means a lot to me. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. I'm building those things, you know? So, yeah. Yeah, it's good, though, man. It's real. It's real. Oh, my boy back. Okay. Yeah. No, I feel you, man. I feel you. Um, I got some stuff planned, man. I'm excited yeah. about it. I'm excited about it because of the of the, the, the season behind it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I've been holding on to that joint, and I just can't wait to get it out. Um. Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. Um. But yeah, man, I'm just uh, we just we just out here, man. We just waiting. So, yeah, man, I'm I'm, I'm glad that everybody is out here really going for their dreams. Yeah. And their goals. And, uh, and let me add that. I'm sorry. You just, and I think that's another thing, man. Like, I try to do stuff again. I don't, I don't know what the Lord has in store for me as like an artist. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Right now, I'm just trying to do something that I love and that really does my heart well. But if this is really going to get permission for other people to follow their dreams, that's also important to me. Right. You know what I mean? Right. Because it's like, I need, I need my people, you know, that have inspired me. To continue to move forward, you know what I mean. Right. Like I, I want right. to see me and be like, "Yo, if Jeffrey's doing it, I I can do it too." Right. Yeah. So I just want to I just want to throw that out. Absolutely, bro. Absolutely. So uh, by the time we meet up again, 
it's going to be another legendary battle. We're going to discuss it in details. That's I'll do my baby, homework this you time. You know what I'm saying? It's going to be Teddy Riley versus Kenny oh, Babyface versus L.A. Reid. You know what I'm saying? We don't know what else. Look, we don't know what else they got on the horizon. It must be something crazy because they're pulling these out. These the, these the big boys now. I'm on it. Diddy was on his live today saying, don't, don't mess with this monster because I'm only pulling out the bad boy hits and it's going to be a problem for anybody. So, hey. I want somebody to go ahead and go get at that monster. You know what I'm Come saying? On, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> go get that monster. Come on, Dre. Come on, Dre. Come on, Dre. We need somebody. Uh, we hearing about the JD versus Trackmasters. That's going to be nuts. That's going to be what? nuts. Because those who don't know the Trackmasters hits is long. Very long. Along with JD, and I'm a big JD fan. So, uh yeah so we just thank y'all man for tuning in anything else man you want to let people know like you know shoot out where they can find the song your website yeah. all of that stuff bro so, uh if you go like there's a couple ways that you can do it you can go to um you can go to my my social media pages and um connect with me via link tree um and then all my information is there um i haven't posted on the website yet but i will i need to do that um but I'll get that done. I'll make sure that gets posted on the website. But it's literally on all my social media. You can find it on my Facebook. You can find it on my Twitter. Um, you can find it um, on my Instagram. Or if you just go directly to Spotify, if you go directly to um, uh, Apple Music or iTunes or any Apple, Amazon Music, just type in uh, uh, apology letter J.Davis and you'll, mm -hmm. you'll see it there. So, yeah, yeah but thank you for the support. You know what I mean? Really appreciate it. Yeah, y'all, just listen to the joint. Hit us up on the Twitter and the IG and tell us what you think. Hit him up, you know, because uh, this is that time, man. But also, ladies and gentlemen, as you out here during this time, just this is this is the thing I say most. There's one you could there's amazing clarity and healing power that could come from being still. Preach, right now. So I think in this time, give yourself the okay to be still because i think you know i think what i'm seeing and i've experienced it myself and i'm and you tell me if you experienced this during this time like so the first week you're trying to adjust you're like dang this is real this is wow we really don't like that right <laughs> the second week you kind of you kind of feeling you kind of feeling guilty and weird like man i'm not really doing nothing yeah the third week the reality sets in and you're like okay you know what i gotta get on the ball i gotta figure something out to do i think the fourth week should be the week you should be like settled in on what you're going to do yeah. whether that's just be still or you're going to put your plan together and say let's just go because yeah. i think it's okay to ease into whatever you're going to do yeah. because this is a for the whole entire world this is a culture shock yeah you know what I'm saying? Nobody's used to literally being told you need to stay in the house. Like, you know, unless you go into the store, like literally, like they don't even go outside and take no walks. Just stay in the house. And everybody's not used to that. Yeah. So it's gonna take people some time. And it might take people a week, two or three weeks to get their minds settled in. Like, okay, this is where we're really at right now. Yeah. Okay, now let me outside of work, if you gotta work at home, let me um okay this is about a month going into a month now i need to like this is what my goal is going to be yeah you know what i mean so like i told myself that um i'm gonna really spend some time these next couple of weeks just kind of praying and seeking the lord on some things yeah man that's good um like really just seeking him 
um, on some things, you know what I mean? So just allowing him to guide me on how he wants me to go about that. So, yeah, it's okay to be still, ladies and gentlemen. And being still might mean just, you know, do your job and do what you, your responsibilities, but, like, not um, trying to push yourself to get too active. Right, that's good, man. We don't need to be, you know what I mean? So That's good. You know, just enjoy this time, man, because, you know, we might not ever have a time like this again. Yeah. In our lifetime, really. Think about that. This is a yeah. once-in-a-lifetime type of situation we're in. So, um, yeah, and just just enjoy it because you can enjoy it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Very much so. So, yeah, so ladies and gentlemen, go ahead and hit, it up, hit us up on the Twitter and the IG. Hit up Jeff. Hit up myself. Um, and we here, you know what I mean? So we're going to hit y'all with this next episode next week, if yep. possible. Um, we'll make and, it uh, Yeah, and uh, we, we, uh, we're going to keep giving it to you. You know, we'll keep giving something for your listening pleasure. Yes, yes. You know what I'm saying? And just know that, you know, we're going to end it like we always end it. You know, God never told us to figure them out. He just he told us to trust him. Bong, bong.